We are back. Yep. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. Who just gave me the thumbs up. Thank you so much. I was not sure. Uh, I kind of balked it a little bit, but that's okay. This is what we do. We're here. The natural sunlight is coming into the penthouse right now. Sunlight? Can you believe that? Uh, natural you know, sunshine. Right. Sunshine. I don't think we've done a podcast while the sun was shining since... Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we usually do it with, uh, at, at night times, but uh, you know it, it's 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 around six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is actually uh, right before the second night of WrestleMania thirty-seven uh, from Tampa Bay at the Raymond James Stadium, um, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of that. We're going to talk about our special guest once again here for the probably the thirty-seventh time. It's been it's been several times. Yeah, like the one, the, the only one, hashtag, no hashtag, king of non-social media and king of social distancing, and hopefully the king of vaccination uh, sometime <laughs> in the near future, just so we can all do this. Oh, hey, C M Funk, welcome. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. As always, it's WrestleMania season. Gosh, this is fantastic. That isn't it the podcast today. just a nice time to do it on WrestleMania day and uh, just all the build up and everything and Big Ugly you just showed us your arm you you took your shot apparently. yeah uh, yeah I took my shot quite literally yeah um, and uh, uh, feeling okay feeling good yeah good. It, my good. arm was sore for probably like a half an hour were you selling it <laughs> I was no, I wasn't I wasn't I no sold the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> he, he no sold COVID. He went total Batista. Yeah. Over, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Batista. Yeah. Oh my God. Dakota yeah. Kai in some instances. No, no. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, but you, you feeling good? Yeah, but yeah. After after that, the uh, it went away. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't had any other symptoms. Good. Um, so cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get your shot. You know, uh, a lot of people are uh, at this point in time on April 11th. I guess we're at. It's pretty soon that everybody over the age of 16 is going to be applicable to get it. Uh, so just look for it, get it. Uh, whether it's one-shot deal, two-shot deal, just get it because you will help slow the spread and stop the spread and lower the, the metrics and all that stuff so we can all get back to doing fun things like live people in person going to WrestleMania, which has happened about 25,000 or so. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I, and I, listen, I don't know about you guys. But last night mm-hmm. when this drink came on and I saw the crowd, I was getting emotional. I, was, I, 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 was I didn't know if it was the whiskey or that I actually, <laughs> like, you know, was just really excited. But like, I was getting emotional. I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. have not seen a live crowd. Like, and I'm like, and, and I told my friend uh, that, that was with me, like, mm-hmm. we were at the last pay per view with a live crowd. Elimination yeah. team for the three of us and uh, yeah. Jason Justin Tucker. Shout out to him. Man. We were at the last WrestleMania with a live crowd. We You're were. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And in New York, met life. Yeah. The jinx is officially over. The jinx yeah. is over. The it's show like, the show is probably over by now. Um, <laughs> we took the longest Uber ride in history to get back to the hotel that was two and a half miles away. But um, it was it's an experience you know that that opening last night that they did with all the superstars on stage and Vince yeah. out there to thank the fans for being there yeah. and then to give his classic Wrestlemania he you know. hasn't done that in 
forever. It's been years. Oh yeah. man, I, I, I was choked up. Yeah, though. I was yeah. choked Because Vince up. doesn't come out. Mr. McMahon comes out sometimes, but that was Vince. That um, was yeah. every. That was a shoot. That, that whole that thing. That was the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was beautiful, and everybody was breaking the fourth wall. Rhea, um, Rhea Ripley was sobbing on stage, yeah, man, because of the fans being there, which yeah. I thought was the coolest thing. Yeah. You know, so it's just and and you noticed, noticed with the camera shots, they were all standing apart. There was nobody standing next to each other or hugging on the stage, whatever. They were socially distanced, as it were. They weren't wearing masks because obviously they've been tested. They've well, been well, vaccinated. All, all whatever. the Mexican wrestlers were wearing masks. Well, so like, okay. they, they were really going. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to you know <laughs> Kalisto and all those guys, the Lucha House Party. Oh God, I'm glad you remembered names because I couldn't remember any names. I, yeah, uh, I think he stopped <laughs> at Kalisto. <laughs> Well, they were in the Andre the Giant WrestleMania yeah. Battle Royal, not the Memorial Battle Royal, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown SmackDown uh, WrestleMania, yeah. which was taped last week. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> which Jey Uso won just to get into the promo with Roman Reigns, but we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, yeah, that 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 beginning was fantastic, and I, I agree with you guys. It was just so out of character. It was it was so real. Everybody getting emotional, and like you said, when you saw the fans there, actual fans, no Thunderdome. Um, there there but, was thunder, apparently, though. So oh, there was thunder. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there was thunder. And I, I got to tell you, I worked you guys a little bit because, uh, you see my shirt? Uh, hang on, stand, stand up a yeah, little. Stand up. I, I was, was there. Oh, oh. yeah. I, I worked yeah. you guys a little bit. Um, I took a pretty intense day trip yesterday. Did you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> I, I, I had to work you guys a little bit because I wanted the honest reaction on oh, the podcast. This, this fucking guy. So, <laughs> We delayed, we delayed the podcast for right, that. Right. <laughs> I, t- I said I might not be available on Saturday, and oh, yourself, CM Funk, you know you won a fishing tournament. It got got a shout out some props to CM Funk and the Baltimore Bass Busters. Yeah, bass, bass, bass Busters. Bass Busters I, I still yeah. call it. Yeah, you, know, you can double it. But congratulations to you. No, but nice. you, you didn't even see it at first. It worked. Yeah, got to read it. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't pay any attention. I, wasn't yeah. I just thought, oh, another WrestleMania show. Because I have a lot of them. Um, but I, yeah, um, I worked you both. I had to I'd do it a little bit. I'm glad it worked out this way, though, because there's a lot more stories to tell now. Um, yeah, so because of the COVID situation last year, I had a lot of airline credit built up. So me and our benefactor of all this wonderful uh, paraphernalia, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, her name is Kristen, we all know her. Yeah. Um, we uh, we took a ride uh, on a plane. <laughs> I was about to say yeah. that, though. Yeah, we did. No, no. You, you made a good time today. Right, we yeah. sure did. <laughs> now, we left uh, yesterday morning, um, got there about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, checked into a hotel. Luckily, the airport and the stadium all within miles of each other. Um, you know, uh, got, got into the hotel, grabbed a quick bite to eat. Uh, the, the hotel offered a service where another company was doing a shuttle bus to and from the stadium, so we didn't have to worry about parking, didn't have to worry about Ubering. Um, so the bus took us right to the location, picked us right up afterwards, and wow, I, I tell you, it was incredible. My ninth WrestleMania, um, yeah. uh, well, maybe eight and a half, I guess, because <laughs> it's not over yet. Because as you can see on the screen yeah, you, right there, if you, you look, just beat the traffic for the second night. Yeah, that's all yeah well, <laughs> let me tell you about that traffic. Uh, it was nuts. Um, it was about as nuts as we saw it in New York. A lot wow. of things were shut off on one-way streets, and you couldn't make turns. And But luck, luckily, the bus didn't care because the bus could do whatever it wanted. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it was a spontaneous kind of thing. 
What got me looking at it was a week or two ago on SmackDown, they still said tickets were available. I'm like, how is this possible? This is the first wrestling event in over a year with live fans. It's WrestleMania. Even if it's people in Florida, you know, there's obviously not a lot of people coming from out of the country or, you know, like 48 countries or whatever, WrestleMania. But I'm like, this is only 25,000 seats. How has this not gone yet? Obviously, the idea of pods and the idea of people coming out, it's still little bit it's we're still in the middle of a pandemic technically yeah, yeah yeah but i was looking at it I'm like hmm well, that's it. <laughs> i started mulling it over in my head i'm like okay airline let me check this out hotel let me check this out one night and ticket well tickets obviously to get the tickets first and then work everything else in uh yeah so uh got the tickets by the way on ticketmaster if you have tickets for any event coming up in the near future log into ticketmaster on a computer and go into your actual event, and then you can hit a contact us button at the lower right-hand corner, and you can actually chat online with a Ticketmaster representative. At that time, you can switch your tickets or upgrade your tickets for a small fee uh, for that event, whatever it is. Okay. So we ended up doing that too. Wow! Um, Look at this guy. Right, yeah. So, yeah. is that like all the time for Ticketmaster, or is that just like something they're doing right something now? Something they've been doing since the pandemic, but they might oh. keep it going because uh, it's actually giving Ticketmaster some some good business. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. To be able to normally there's no refunds or exchanges unless you want to sell your tickets and just put them up like for somebody else to buy. Right. You just have to wait and see. But uh, no, Ticketmaster did a pretty good job on this one. Uh, so, so neither one what, of you had any idea. No, no, man. I, I, lo- I when like, I maybe said you had a family like, thing going on or something, right? yeah. I just said I might not be able to, you know, to do Saturday. And yeah. you both were like, "Yeah, let's do Sunday. Sunday's better." Uh, okay, good. So I wasn't trying to give it away because I wanted to right. surprise no, you on the podcast. I, I texted him yesterday. I said, "Hey, are you actually going to watch this live or not?" Well, yeah, now that's a whole different meaning, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how did I answer you? I yeah. said, "When it starts, it will." Yeah, <laughs> I texted him right when the rain delay, uh, and he was like. Oh, when it starts, I will. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's watching at home. Okay. Yeah. I thought you might have got suspicious if I wasn't texting because you normally, if we're not watching things together, we're kind of texting right. yeah. at certain points during the show. Um, but I, I didn't have an opportunity to do that for a couple of reasons. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's but I got true. you. A call, I got you a little bit after the show and a little bit the next morning. Yeah. So I, I worked you both. That's you great. Did, man. I still have the skills, man. and I didn't mean any disrespect by it or anything. But I really wanted the, the awesome. conversation <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Because we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So what was that live crowd like, man? Um, come on. I'll tell you. First, first of all, let me let me tell you about the experience getting in. Um, the, the stadium, Tampa Bay, everybody did a great job. So seeing live fans out there was a great thing. Uh, they had merchandise trailers outside, WWE official merchandise, as they always do. Um, they had a lot of personnel, like talent, you know, socially distancing people at certain gates to get in. Um, here's the first thing. No bags allowed in the stadium. Now I understand this. You know, they, they got this little, you can take a little clutch purse or little fanny pack or whatever. That's it. No bags into the stadium because they just don't want to. They don't want to do that uh, for a lot of reasons. So outside of the event, WWE selling merchandise. They buy, you know, you got you buy your kids, family, four, two, three hundred dollars worth of merchandise. They give you all these WWE plastic bags, and everybody goes and stands in line. Then they say, "Oh, sorry, you can't take the bags in." What? <laughs> oh my what? god! So it's I don't know who to blame for this, but they didn't put two and two together. WWE selling, you know, a shit ton of merchandise. That's just ridiculous. So this is what people had to do. People were shoving the bags in their pockets and (laughs) carrying their merchandise inside. And then when they got inside, they put it back in the bag. Right. So 
What so they that had is a, the most irritating thing I've ever heard. That, uh, now, luckily, I didn't get duped by this because what we did, and this was pretty cool, you could order merchandise online and pick it up at a pickup location where they have it all packaged together for you, which we did that, and that was that was perfect, including the shirt that I'm wearing. I was here. A-W-E. I, like the pirate thing. Right, right? yeah, it was... I didn't know if it was Spanish or uh, or what. I was like, I didn't know what it was. But anyway, so good stuff right there. Um, guys with the temperature checks, all good. Uh, you have to sign in on an app or scan a QR code on your phone where you have to answer the questions. Have you been around anybody with COVID? Have you traveled outside the country? Blah, 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 blah. And when you answer all the positive questions, you get this green check mark. You show them that, that you've logged into it and signed it. Okay. So temperature checks. Health and wellness survey, and then they go. You go through security. They still check you um, for whatever bag or no bag, uh, and then you get in. Okay, great, great stuff. This is about four thirty. Gates open. Eight o'clock. So show starts. They give a lot of time because there's a lot more things that have to happen for the yeah. you know CDC. But it was just great to be around wrestling fans. See wrestling shirts. Uh, Stand away from them. Every, a lot of people wear masks. Some people. Florida's a little. More no, so I saw the crowd. It was really lax. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they're, they're like mats, mats below the nose. So, so I'm just hanging around like a chin strap. Here's like. the deal: if you're in your pod, where if you get you get seats in a pod because you know obviously there's nobody sitting behind you, next to you, or in front of you. So once you get into your pod, you're okay. You can you can have the mask, and a lot of people had them off. We kept them on, but that's what you saw because you saw people in the stands in the pod. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. But you're in a pod. That you know, that's the thing. Um. So we got in 4.30-ish, started looking around, you know, taking a look around the concourse. Beautiful concourse, by the way, the Tampa Bay Stadium, you know, home of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yay. Um, and also where the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2000, yep. uh, the first time that they won the Super Bowl. Same stadium. Yep. Um, again, beautiful concourse. Uh, we didn't go inside yet because I knew, especially since for Kristen, this was her first WrestleMania, so... I, I told her, it's about the sights and the sounds. You walk through that tunnel, you see the WrestleMania set, kind of like what we all did last year at, yeah, yeah, at 35. Yeah. I know you, we've been to WrestleMania before. This was your first. Yeah, that was my New first. York. Yep. And that was uh, Mikey Mike, uh, you know, Frock Lesnar. That was yeah. his first. So just seeing that set and that grandeur and how big everything is, just amazing. Um, just being around all those people and seeing life, you know, seeing concessions people working and seeing security people, like everybody working out in the live crowd. Beautiful. We walked through the tunnel. We saw the 100-foot pirate ship that they built, which is, we, we, we talked about this on, te yeah. on text. Um, it, it like, and you saw it too, yeah. like that's a spectacle. They have a couple little pirate ships in the stadium already, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but WWE decided to build one like 50 times bigger right. and make it the, the entranceway and the set. Just incredible looking. And uh, you know, you got all the lights and everything, the staging all set up, beautiful. We stayed in there, we, you know, we took a look around, we just, you know, took a couple pictures, things like that, you know, and after after a while we were like, okay, we got plenty of time, let's go walk around, look around, check it out. Then, monsoon, gorilla monsoon, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or how, the hurricane, hurricane yeah. helms, uh, stand back, there's a hurricane Ty coming through. Typhoon, man. Holy, yeah. yeah, let's go into all those gimmicks. I mean, it was nuts for a, about an hour. I'm talking about... 100 degree winds, or 100 mile an hour winds almost, blowing everything out of proportion. They, they covered everything with tarps. Uh, they tried to do the best they can. 
uh, all the lighting and everything and all the pyro. Here's the here's the thing. The top of the pirate ship had about eight or nine huge drop-down loincloth-like flags that all came into a WrestleMania logo together. Yeah, that got beautiful. ripped up. Yeah, like you could see that on the on the show. Yeah, I mean it still looked pretty good once they tried to fix it, but I mean you can see holes in it. You could see it actually looked like it was through a pirate war. <laughs> um, you know, and it was cool because they were trying to fix it, and but yeah, we so we stayed under the concourse and. They're, they took all the tables and chairs away, so there's no place to sit down. So you got people, and you can't, there's a lot of steps and ramps that you can't go up and down because of, they locked them off because of one-way traffic. So it's, it's, having all those people in the concourse is not very socially distant. <laughs> we found a little stairwell on the side where it was just us, and we went down and just sat on the steps. We didn't go down the stairwell, we just sat on the steps and kind of waited for it to pass. Eventually, when the rain died down a little bit, we're like, you know what? We came all the way out here. It, we're here for one day. Uh, let's do it. Let's just go out and sit. So we sat as the rain was stopping. There were still people sitting in the seating bowl. But uh, we were checking them how they were cleaning everything, wiping everything down. It was it was beautiful. I'm sorry I'm kind of taking over the podcast. I'm, I'm very sorry. No, it's, it's a WrestleMania moment right, right here. This is, is a WrestleMania having. moment, man. Um, so, yeah, and then they, it started getting uh, – the, the rain started going away. Everything was great. Uh, 7 o'clock came. Everybody's getting in a seating bowl, 7.30 comes, 7.45, and then uh, 8 o'clock. Now, I saw about 7.55, stage was dark, but people started coming out. The first thing you saw was a guy that looked like a white jersey. I'm like, that looks like Shane McMahon. And then he started doing his gimmick, like jump, jumping back and forth. And so I was like, okay, that's definitely Shane McMahon. And then he walked out, and then everybody came out, and everybody's looking like, holy, what the hell's happening here? That's the whole locker room. That's both nights. Yeah, that's both rosters. Yeah. That's that's people that aren't even on WrestleMania. Uh, I like the whole thing. The whole stage filled up before what you guys saw on Peacock. Um, you know, and uh, everybody started getting up and applauding and cheering. And then there were the new day was rolling up the crowd, and everybody was before the cameras turned on. They all socially distanced themselves, but just awesome to see that. Fantastic. And the first thing that we heard, which is the first thing that you saw when they turned the lights on. Vince McMahon, and then he came out and he did his thing. I this was my WrestleMania moment. This made it all worthwhile. The whole yeah. twenty-four hour turnaround. I'm like, this is it right here. And then he just said what he said, and then he gave the welcome to WrestleMania, which we talked about. I'm like, oh my god, I'm done. This is fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> then they played the, the promo, uh, you know, the WrestleMania promo, which was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, different, which was good. I liked it. It's like. <laughs> pick up where we started off last year whatever that was yeah. then when you hit you're expecting the big fire the, pyro, the pyro fireworks because that's how they start Wrestlemania it didn't happen yeah like, yeah. What, yeah what's going on here and then immediately after like about a, maybe 60 seconds after that that intro video they throw a big weather alert up on the thing you did not see this on Peacock because I went back and watched they didn't show this but the weather alert and the ring announcer Mike Room or whatever got on and said you gotta Got to find shelter until this blows over or whatever. Uh, severe weather, listen for updates, whatever. Get out of the, the freaking seating bowl. I'm like, dude, we just came back in and all got sat down. Now you're telling us to go all out there. Oh, my God. This is this is live. This is live. This is what happens. I'm like, this is an experience. And we're, we're 
put it on the podcast. WWE's been lucky to get away with not having any weather. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I mean, it yeah. was raining a little no. bit when we went to MetLife for yeah, 28. The first, uh, 29. I'm sorry, 29. Yeah. 28 was Miami. Yeah, 29. Yeah. It was raining a little bit in the beginning, but Dri- nothing. Drizzled during the pre-show, and then it stopped. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because the pre-show was the drizzling shits, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. Pardon, pardon my language. Anyway, so yeah, this was this was great. Um, so we a lot of people went out getting concession lines. Now this was this was the funny part. Everybody was getting in concession lines, thinking, oh, this is we're going to be under here for another hour or two. But no, WWE's got things that they want to do. Peacock's got things that they want to do. So they gave it about. I don't know, 20 minutes or so? Well, they threw up some random backstage promos that were just out of the nowhere. Right. Like the RKO. Like, literally, just throw them up there. It's like, hey, get up there and talk. Like, kill time. Whatever. Because they don't want to show the video promos again. Because they're going to show them before the matches anyway. Yeah. So... I actually enjoyed that part of the show. Uh, the, the interviews they did during the... Uh, it was the cool. And literally, right. they were shoot interviews because... Yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't know. They didn't have no <laughs> yeah. clue. Uh, they had no time limit. They had nobody counting them down. They were just waiting to see when they got the weather cleared. And when I, when they got the weather cleared, that's when they played the uh, the promo for Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Um, and the promo video. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, shit. We better get back in there. I have never seen so many people in concession <laughs> lines just get out of line. I got my pizza or whatever it was so quick. Um, P- uh, Little Caesars pizza they had inside that stadium. Uh, so it was really quick, and then uh, once we all got back in, then they came out with uh, Hogan and Titus, which we're seeing right now, two Tampa Bay boys doing their thing uh, with the with the it, opening of the show. It was funny when they cut to the live uh, shot of the crowd when Titus all came out. You could see people running back to their seats. Yeah, and <laughs> they, they literally that's what was happening. Yeah. Everybody was out in the concourse. That's cool. That 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 thing. Everything. Just all the pirate stuff. They did a great job with this. Um, and it, and then this is what we're going to talk about because this is the, the show that we saw. But uh, being in the live crowd, hearing the live reactions, no piped in noise, no Thunderdome, um, just felt right. Yeah. It felt good, yeah. and I felt like I was. If I had a chance to be a part of history, I was going to do it. It's like, you know, I knew this was going to be a quick turnaround time. I wasn't going to sleep for two days. I knew it was going to be a little bit on the expensive side. But, hey, haven't spent a lot of money in the last year. So, you know, give it a shot. And stay as safe as possible. We knew the airline we were taking was safe. There's still middle seats that were empty. The hotel we were doing was safe, still have capacity and masks. And WWE was taking every precaution under the sun. So, this was the, look at look at that. Just we're looking at the set right now. I mean that's just a the money shot right there on that, and you can see the flag like it it was destroyed in yeah. the hurricane. Um, did did it feel like? And you and I talked about this, uh, you know, before the podcast yeah. and stuff. But and uh, big, I don't know what what your feelings from watching it live when, or on a television like I did, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but like it felt like it felt like when the weather delay happened and they came back, like like the crowd just wasn't. Quite as into it, yeah. And, yes. you know, it like we the, we got yeah we got the the wind knocked out of us literally, literally yeah. yeah yeah. Um and, and, and normally like I said when you open a WrestleMania you get the big pyro uh, everything and then you pump up and you're you just hot start ready to go yeah. But that that little delay, you know, and and everybody's still yeah. coming back in during the first segment and the first match. Luckily, Hogan and Titus came out and did their thing. Maybe that was planned. Maybe it wasn't. I think it was. You got to do that. 
Uh, yeah, I mean the hosts usually come out. Yeah, first, right? Right. Yeah, right. Usually, yeah. and they gave some, they gave a little more time for people to get back to their seat, but they had to get the show rolling. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it was already. That was the only time they came came out that night. What came out? Yeah, they did right. the, they did the backstage thing with the NWO and yeah. Um, yeah. Bailey interrupting right. them or whatever. Mm. But, uh, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. But just to see actual, like, the pyro and feel the pyro and listen to the crowd reactions, you could see it on every performer's face, whether it was that first stage thing uh, or just, look at that, just fireworks all over the whole stadium. Dude, everybody got fireworks last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much there was pyro everywhere. Um, they, they blew their whole year. We, we talked about this. They, right, they know. didn't use it up last year, so they had yeah, a budget left yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And they had another budget, which you'll probably see tonight when we watch it again. Um, but the, yeah, the live crowd was incredible. I want to hear you know your guys' reactions. You know when when you were watching, yeah, lot definitely live on Peacock. But like Big Ugly, you said you saw people in the stands. You loved it. Like you were getting a little emotional. Like it was. It's a good thing. Yeah, man, it was. It's a freaking great thing. It felt like wrestling was back. You yeah. know, even though obviously we've been watching it. You know, it has to stop, but. It just was like, damn, like, this is it, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it was so fitting for fans to finally be back at the biggest, you know, you know, it's not a Raw, it's the biggest show of the year to yeah. finally see fans. Like, it, yeah. And think about this. I, 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 I was, was listening hyped. to a lot of people talking. Like, a lot of people were supposed to go to this last year in this very stadium at WrestleMania, and they got it taken out from under them. Um, and, like, and when this when this hurricane or monsoon or whatever the hell hits, like somebody doesn't want this to happen in this stadium. Yeah, I think God was trying to get his win back from uh from Shawn Michaels. Backlash. Yeah, yeah. So. Shawn Michaels was his partner. Yeah, um, I did love God's entrance though. That was a good entrance. Yeah. Um, that spotlight that came down the ring. I don't know. This one was pretty good too, with thunderstorms and all that. Yeah, well, they, yeah, well, stuff. God was definitely trying to do a run in on this one. Hey, I, I actually got a question. So about the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> The live shots they showed, they never really gave you an idea of where people were sitting and all. Like, I know there were cardboard cutouts yes. like, placed and all. Yes. But to me, it looked like there was just seating on the floor. Like, it almost looked like there was nobody in the bowl itself. But yeah. I know there had to have been. There were. 25,000 people. Yeah. I mean, they, they had the seats on the floor that, that were socially distanced and whatnot. Then the whole 100 and the 200 level of the shot that was opposite the camera, so the camera looking at it. They had cardboard cutouts, but then they had three seats here and then cardboard cutouts, and then two seats and then cardboard cutouts, and then four, you know. Okay. Very potted, very distant. But it looked, because it's dark and they didn't have a lot of lights on the crowd like yeah. they usually do, I think they were just trying to get away with wide-angle shots. Okay, I mean, I figured that that it had to do with trying to make it appear fuller than yeah, it actually was. Yeah, absolutely, yes. But yes. It, it just was odd. It was like, because you would think, all right, first first night with the fans again, they we're going to show the fans, fans. everywhere we yeah. can. And it was like, you only saw the people right around ringside. Right, yeah. that's that's pretty much what you're going to yeah. see in the camera shots. Yeah. yeah. Because those were, they were distant enough, but, uh, yeah, and if you get the shots of further back, you know, it, the wide shots look like they're a little full on the first level, but then they were. You even notice on the second level they were using as like intro, uh, like video. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people sitting up there, so that's not. Huh. Yeah, there's people all around the bowl except for in the end zone where the big pirate ship is with the stage. Okay. Um, and they're all spread out, so there was definitely, I would say twenty thousand. I don't think they reached twenty five because there were still tickets on sale 
at the time of the event. You mean that number isn't true? Of course. <laughs> WWE inflating their numbers? How dare they? No, that, that so, question. They didn't even bother saying it on pod, other from podcasts. In the, from in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Loudest pop of the night. Oh, boy. Um, well, for, well, Vince. Uh, <laughs> that was loud. Okay. Dude, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we didn't see Vince until they put the spotlight on. We saw everybody else on the stage. Yeah. But the the pop leading up to Vince and that pop that you that was not on Peacock when the superstars started coming out, that was the pop of the night. Okay. Yeah. That was chills. I, I did not I was if I was done right there, which actually we were for 30, 45 minutes, <laughs> I, I was good with that. But if you want to talk about other reaction pop, uh Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny stole a freaking show. You yeah, said this, I too. I thought so, yeah. I mean, he, you, we're in Florida, you know, because they got Puerto Rican connections down there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Um, you want to talk about that, CM Funk? Because I know you you texted me, and that's the first thing you said. Bad Bunny stole the show. Yeah, but I just... So go get, ahead and talk about it. Yeah, I was getting your feelings of the show last night, um, you know, because I, I hadn't heard from you for some reason. Yeah, anyway, well, yeah. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I was like, I, I thought Bad Bunny completely stole this night one and all. You know, no disrespect to the WWE superstars and all, but... But that's, dude, the, that's the point. He right. was there for a special attraction, and he gave it to him. I mean, he, you could tell he put the work in to get Absolutely. there for that match. He took all the heat. Yeah, and, and, that, and that entrance <laughs> on, oh, God. on the semi. Oh, like, God. Dude, that was, that was freaking fantastic, yeah. man. Like, yeah, we saw that come in the stadium. That was, that was intense, man. Yeah, that was cool. And I, I was not sure how to feel about that because now sometimes the special performer... You know, they get over, they don't. But there, there was a reason that they wanted Bad Bunny to be in front of a live crowd. And, and that kind of performer with that kind of legacy and heritage in that crowd, there was a reason for that. And that was semi-main event. That wasn't curtain jerking. That was that was the, made to be the semi-main. Yeah. And, and there, yeah. Like, Triple H recently did an interview, I think, with like TMZ, and he talked about how hard Bad Bunny had been working. That oh. he, he temporarily moved to Orlando to train. You know, he was taking this thing serious and. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Uh, it, that That's what I was always hoping with the special <clears throat> performer, that they don't stink up the joint. Yeah. You know, make it worthwhile. Pat McAfee, there's another one, right. who just blew it out of the, the water with Adam Cole. Absolutely. Right. And I think Pat McAfee would get more credit if he was a bigger star. Like, Bad right. Bunny is literally the biggest yes. like, musician <laughs> right. in the world right, right. now. Yeah. Right. So, not not a know. former NFL not, punter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Even, yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. And that's what you think about when WWE signs this these big name talents special to WrestleMania. Floyd Mayweather when he was at the top of his game, you know Mike Tyson when he was coming back in, uh, you know as a special enforcer, things like that. Go all the way back to WrestleMania one. It was built around Mr. T. I mean, like sure, the first sure WrestleMania yeah. was built around the biggest entertainment, yeah. you know, television star in the yeah, world, right there. Uh, yeah, having a celebrity like that's part of WrestleMania, but. To have them actually perform, yeah, and a, in the a, ring at a great level like that. I mean, when he did that Canadian destroyer oh. or on the outside, oh, that, that 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 was like it. Yeah, <laughs> I was done. I was like, well, I mean, he was doing like the flying yeah. head scissors, and I mean, but he was in there with people like the Miz is the most. Con- I, I'll turn it upside down now because I get the mask. The Miz is the most consistent. <laughs> You know, loyal and trustworthy guy to go in and do this with him. Yo, Miz and Morrison both, but I got to give the credit to the Miz. But go ahead. I, I was literally thinking when I saw the Miz in there last. I was like, listen, one day the Miz is going to go into the Hall of Fame. You got that right. No question. He needs to be the featured Hall of Famer. Okay, <laughs> all the stuff that Miz has done for this damn company, like. My man does not need to be going in first. He is the last person to go in. That's right. He's that main star that comes out like. Amen. Because my man does it all. 
Yeah. I mean, if you need him for comedy, if every time you know when when you need him to like work with special guests, I mean, the man had to work with Grumpy Cat. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, mid card, top of the card, he can do it all. That, like, come on, thank you for that. Big and he doesn't get injured. Like, no, right, right. Like, it's crazy. He has <laughs> never had any serious injuries to put him. That means he's safe. And he's consistent, he's reliable, and man, I tell you, the, the, the facials he was doing yesterday, uh, like I said, no, no disrespect to Morrison, and by the way, Damian Priest knocked it out of the park, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. His first WrestleMania appearance as far as uh, a featured match like that, d- incredible. Damian Priest, when he got the hot tag, holy crap. But he was waiting outside so patiently because Bad Bunny was taking all the heat. Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you do that? They're the biggest star in the world, and you got to get him in there, but you got to do it safely. Yeah. So with Morrison and Miz, especially Miz, Morrison with Miz, beautiful. That was a and and the crowd that that was one of the the pops throughout that match, just incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, it had the right mix of high spots that it needed, yeah. and and it had the and like I said, I mean, Bad in, Bunny, you just can't say enough about Bad Bunny in front did. of the right live crowd, in front of the right town at the right <laughs> time. It wasn't midnight, so the crowd wasn't all blown up, you know. Yeah. Honestly, and what we're watching right now, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, the match kind of started off a little slow, but I want to say as the crowd was getting back into the stadium and they were getting into this match, um, especially as the um, the build up towards the ending and the finish, and how it finished with Bobby Lashley, well, uh, Mc- McIntyre did not tap. He pe- well, basically the referee stopped the match. Yeah, full full disclosure, I missed the last five minutes of this match because my uh, cable went out. Oh, oh shoot! What? Yeah. I thought Peacock was having a good. Yeah. Turned out it was my whole cable, so I had, had to reboot it. So yeah. I, oh my god! I, I turned. I came back onto it, and that was uh, the best Drew five McIntyre, minutes of the match. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre was passing out. So yeah. that's what no, I said. it was. A, it was a good lead up. These guys had good story, but what, what I'm saying, like as far as the crowd getting back into it, the crowd. Maybe didn't pop for these guys at the beginning, like as far as their intros go. But as the crowd built and this match built, it got better and better. And it was a lot better than I expected it to be. And there was no interference, no surprises. And I actually... Yeah, well, why is that? Because they decided to break up the Hurt Business. <laughs> oh, my God. But, <laughs> you know, business is good. But, well, business... Not is, anymore. Don't get me not the yeah, right, not, yeah. It's just all about yeah. the Almighty. Um, but, no, I mean... That that's that's how this crowd, and we'll get into more matches as we go. But what did you guys think of the first match? Uh, I know you didn't see, but you know, obviously, you caught up to it. Uh, how did the match go? Did McIntyre and Lashley was this right to go on first? Um, and did, did they do a good job? Was Lashley going over in the way he did the right move? Big Ugly, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this was a good way to get the crowd. The crowd obviously wasn't into it because of, you know, the whole situation. But I think that this was a smart play to put this championship match on first. I definitely completely understood it. I thought the match was decent. Yeah. Uh, You know, I enjoyed enjoyed watching it. Um, And, uh, yeah, an outcome that I thought should happen happened. So Yeah. I mean, it, it shows that it's not necessarily transitional, which we thought that might be something with Bobby Lashley here. Um, especially when the title change happened and how it happened, um, I would have. I think for the, I wanted the hurt business to stay. I, I feel like breaking them up at the time when Bobby Lashley is now the champion was like the the wrong move. Yeah, I think it'd been cool to see them out there with him, and I, you know, I don't know necessarily think they needed to interfere, but. No. But we might see more of it. Maybe they wanted these two to do it on their own. Yeah, obviously MVP was out there and he had a little part in the match. 
But I don't they mind that. What two to do it on their own? Say again. What two to do it on their own? MVP and Lashley? No, no, no. Uh, uh, I know you're not talking about Cedric. And no, 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 no. Lashley and McIntyre to do it on their own to have the match oh, on okay. their own. Okay. No, Cedric and no, they need help. <laughs> and Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. He goes in the Hall of Fame one day. I say. But Shelton Benjamin is a 20 year veteran. And, you know, his mama helped him out along the way, apparently, Shelton's mama. Somebody call my mom. I'll be honest, the Hurt Business thing, I thought it was going to be a swerve to where that Shelton and Cedric were going to show up to help Lashley. Oh, you mean to think that they're broken up? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought was going right. to happen. So. I don't think it's over yet. I mean, I think we still got, uh, you know, time on uh, Raw to, you know, make this happen. Like, yeah, more yeah. backstage segments or oh, whatever. Oh, no, they, they were the first to eliminate him in the Andre the Giant. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I think they're trying to get to what they wanted Lashley to be when they first paired him with Leo Rush. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they want, and it's like the Hurt Business finally helped him get there, and now it's like, okay, let's just have him stay with just MVP, and and he's be, you know, the almighty. Yeah, Yeah, and Lashley doesn't need to talk. No, And and I think that's why they want to have somebody with him. It's obvious that. (laughs) And MVP's a great, great foil for him, honestly. It's the perfect Brock Lesnar scenario. Amen. Absolutely. And we did not see that. This is where I would think if they had any, now... uh, that one was weird. That was the first like one-handed slam that Bobby Lashley did that we're watching right there. I think he did it a couple times during the match. But it was weird because he did the slam, and then he went to pose, and then he broke the pose, like mid-pose, and he's like, oh, maybe I should cover this guy. Like It was, a, it was just a weird transition. I think Bobby just got a little excited. That's all. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was a little shocked with the uh, with the with the uh, finish? finish and all, or the result. I, I won't the say result? the finish, but the the result. I was a little surprised. So with. you thought you thought McIntyre would just I, get I, it back? I did. I didn't want him to. I wanted Lashley to win. But, I think everybody uh, did because that's another big pop that happened when so Lashley actually won. What would what, you say? Are they done now? Or you think we're going to get more out of this feud? <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I I feel like like he slayed the beast in a sense, you know, uh, uh, Lashley. You know, by right, right. this was his proving ground like, right here. Like who else? Who else from Raw is there to go up against at this point? I mean, Drew Drew ran through everybody last year, and now Lashley's running through everybody this year. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, they're your two biggest stars on, on this the is, Raw brand. Like, this is why we need a big Monday after Raw, uh, you know, like WrestleMania. We need some new stars. We need some new stories. We need some. Yeah. We need some call ups. I mean, um, so I would imagine McIntyre and Lashley will have a uh, another match. one blow off. Yeah, blow off. But because uh, it, it's it's what is it? Uh, ju- no, uh, what is it? Revenge? What is it? This uh, the backlash? That's what it is. Is it? Sure. I don't know. Not? Whatever it is, the one after <laughs> WrestleMania is usually a repeat of a lot of WrestleMania matches okay. that just get blown off. If they need to get blown off, but uh, that's a good question, Big Ugly. You know what we're gonna, what we're going to see moving forward. But this match was. You know, one-on-one, there was really no MVP, a little bit of interference, but not so much to say that he won the match for Lashley. Mm-hmm. But it was a good match to start the show, I think. Um, you just kick off the first live show in over a year with a WWE championship. Why not? Yeah, I mean, if they were gonna if they were gonna main event night one with uh, Sasha and uh, Bianca, which then, they just decided like two days ago, by then, the way. Then this should have then Drew yeah. and Lashley should have. Yeah, there's no way they put this match in the middle. Like, like no. where else do you put it? Right. <laughs> like, you don't put it semi main. Right. You know. Yeah. So the only other match that I see that could have started off the show um, was Rollins and Cesaro. And we'll, we'll get to that too. Because um, you you gotta have a real hot start to the show. That's what I think. But you got two big names here. You got two big pyros, two big entrances. It was it was great, and and it's a world title match. I mean, that's a great way to start. 
So, great. Again, WrestleMania started, kicked off, live fans, all that good stuff. Uh, where did we go after this? Did we go to the uh, the five-way tag with yeah, the gauntlet? Yeah, it was. Yep. I, Mandy Rose slipped and I, fell. I, I missed, yeah, she did. <laughs> I, I missed most of that. Um, you didn't that miss much. Didn't, you didn't. I didn't miss it. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. was a come-down <laughs> match. Yeah. No offense to the ladies, yeah. but... I, I know that... Uh, Tamina and, and Natty won. They did. So what, they, they get shot at the titles? Is that it? Tonight. Tonight, tonight they'll face... Uh, Nia Jax and, and Shayna uh, Baszler. Okay. Yep. I, so I, I really wanted the Riot Squad to win, and I loved uh, Ruby Riot as the Joker and Liv Morgan dressed up as Harley Quinn. That was cool. It was fantastic. Um, they they got yeah. a couple pinfalls in the match, so they did pretty good. They did. <clears throat> they did. Uh, yes, thankfully somebody pinned Billy Kay and Carmella. But I love it. <laughs> Billy Kay, I wanted Peyton Royce to come out. It's not going to happen because I think she's on the other. It doesn't matter because it was a tag team terminal match. But I love the fact that Billy Kay was trying to mimic Carmella and Carmella was like, you know, girl by yeah. I don't know. And, and if they, they they got through the first one and then they lost. But uh, Billy Kay... Just love yeah. her, man. She does yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. Na- 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 poor Naomi and Lana. And I never thought I'd say this with Lana's name involved, but like, didn't they win a future tag title shot? Like, I don't know, a month or two yes, ago or all. And now they're losing in the first match of the tag turmoil to <laughs> Billy Kay and Carmella, who were just put together the night right. before on SmackDown. <laughs> like, let me tell you something now. Um, <laughs> You're absolutely right, but I'm glad all these performers got all their pyro, all their lighting, all their entrances, uh, you know, and all of them were overblown to like to tenth degree. It was beautiful. All right, I, 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 I got a question. I don't mean to, to you got uh, it. Hog, hog the show here what we for, do. for a minute, but so to that point of you were happy that all these people got to basically be on the show and yep. got their entrances yep. and all that stuff and all like. Why does every superstar have to be on WrestleMania? They don't. Right. So but. why <laughs> the tag t- team turmoil match and all? Like we just shoved Billy Kay and Carmella in. Yeah. Not not that both of them don't maybe deserve to be on, but for this argument's sake and all, like they literally were just shoved into the match the night before. Yeah. And all, like I. Why? Like this and this. I, is, go ahead. I think that it was. I think that that was more of a. Billy Kay payoff for her storyline of not being able to like get a get a partner could be because they've been doing this for like a long time with her in the resume and nobody really wanting to like be on her team and it's finally like she got a teammate to actually like enter into a match with. Okay, that okay. could be. Okay, I, I I can see that. I still because they, they I still can't figure out why they all need to be on WrestleMania. But anyway, just for curious. Yeah, to WWE's credit, I mean, it seems like they most they mostly did it for the women because. Yeah. Not all of the guys were on there because they had that battle royal on SmackDown. SmackDown, right. Usually, you know... They and they didn't have a women's battle royal this year at all. They just had this tag team turmoil, which is basically they put in everybody else that wasn't in a women's storyline right now and jumped them in there. Yeah, I mean, I realize not everybody is going to be on WrestleMania. Like, Ricochet, he's not going to be on WrestleMania at all. So, but, like, I don't know. I just, I always feel like, there's a lot of times I feel like they just are shoehorning people in. I know it's what the battle royals were for, you know, initially. That's what to get this everybody match on the was show. for, to get the women on the show. Yes. And I just feel like, well, you know what? <clears throat> if you didn't put in the work this year and you didn't, you know, like, why should you be on the grandest stage of the match? Right. Like, why, I why does Humberto <clears throat> Carrillo need to be on, you know, in the battle royal to possibly get a payday, you know, out of it? Mm-hmm. I, I think the women that were in that match, I, I can't speak for all of them, but I think most of them were pretty consistent during the pandemic. I think this was that the ones you see on the WrestleMania card were pretty consistent in 
you know, stay sticking with the company, no matter if the pay changed or whatever, but the situation changed. Um, they were showing up to the Thunderdome. They were rolling with the punches. A lot of people that put in the work for the last year, I think they're, they're getting, whether it's a little spot on SmackDown or if they get this little women, women's tag match or the other matches that we see. There's 14 total matches over two nights. <clears throat> and I don't think that's every single superstar. I mean... I think Shinsuke was working pretty hard for most of that thing, and he got re relegated to the Battle Royal on SmackDown. Uh, you know, there's a couple people in there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, they, they're both extremely fantastically talented. They got a little backstage promo spot during WrestleMania, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so you're right, but usually WrestleMania is where they want to just jam it all in. Yeah. I think for the most part they're trying to, but they having it over two nights is smart. Um but yeah, the women's tag team turmoil, it, it was what it was. We'll see how it pays off tonight. Um, unfortunately, the women's tag team division doesn't have too much. Now, the NXT women's tag team division after the Dusty Rhodes Classic and all that. Now, that's good. We'll talk about TakeOver in a little bit. Uh, send and Deliver. Both, both nights. Both. <clears throat> both. Um, but we will... Oh, you giving me the, uh, the take it home signal for the first segment? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Well, you know what? We're we we'll just keep talking about WrestleMania Night One, and then uh, when we take after we take a break, we'll come back. We'll hit a couple of current events. We'll talk uh, about Takeover, and then a preview for WrestleMania Night Two, and then because we got to take it home because we got to watch WrestleMania Night Two. Um, so yeah, what we had after this, uh, I think uh, where they went after that was uh, Rollins and Cesaro was third on the list, if I remember correctly. I, I might be remembering it wrong. Anyway. Yeah, I think it was Rollins Cesaro. Um, this was very highly anticipated. They're building this as Cesaro's first one-on-one -on -one match at WrestleMania. Um, both guys, tremendous hard workers. Uh, both, you know, again, fantastic entrances. Two guys that deserve to be on the show. Uh, and they they delivered, and they pulled out some of Cesaro's old-school tricks. Um, with the, uh, not only with the... Uh, the swing, but also with the uh, fireman's carry and letting his arms go and uh, letting the momentum take, take him on the neck. Yeah, they called it the UFO on, uh, on the show. Is that time. what they called it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, but I tell you, uh, they, they both worked hard. I think uh, Rollins really put Cesaro over, and Cesaro deserved it. And that's one of the emotional moments uh, where it was legit. Like, after the match, they were showing him legitimately, like, breaking down. Like, he was so happy. Uh, not only they was at WrestleMania, but he got a chance to be in a featured match and win. Uh, what do you think of this match, Big O? You see this match? I did see it, and <laughs> I enjoyed it. Good. Uh, good match, I think. I mean, Cesaro and Rollins, they're going to give you a good show. Yeah. I was very happy for Cesaro because I felt, you know, for, I felt happy for him to get this opportunity in a way that they were hyping it up being his first, yeah. you know, uh, uh, singles, which I don't think I realized that that was his first singles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Damn. <laughs> Took First a long time for him to get there. Yeah. It's, it's seven or eight years. Long yeah. time. Um, <clears throat> actually, ten years he was in the company for a long, longer than that. Um, but that was a great match. Uh, that that was a, a fantastic match. Ten minutes. <clears throat> and, okay. And uh, that's, uh, that's good. So, uh, I tell you what. Uh, again, great. Uh, that, that was another pop from the crowd. This is Zara pop. Um, and then uh, I think we brought in, um, I don't know if the steel cage match was after that. Uh, <clears throat> I might be missing something in the middle there. But uh, we'll get to the steel cage. Might as well talk about it. Um, Braun Strowman and the whole stupid angle. 
I don't like the angle. I don't like the story. Uh, but I, I did love the... I did, I did enjoy the match. I don't say I loved the match. It was a good match. Uh, the cage was used pretty well. Braun Strowman ripping through the cage was fun. And uh, him doing the flip bump off the top. Shane McMahon off the top of the cage and literally bouncing on the freaking mat. Um, that guy's 50 years old. He's got to stop sometime. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but Braun, you know, Braun yeah. did a good job. I think they all did a good job. Yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable for what it was. <laughs> could have done without the build for it, but, uh, you know. The, the, yeah, there was, they could have done better with the build, but I guess they needed a reason for those two to fight at WrestleMania. I don't know. I, I hated the, the reason, but the match <laughs> itself was good. Yeah. <laughs> the whole bully thing, it, like, went over my head, but, yeah. Haven't had an actual steel cage match at WrestleMania for a long time. Been a couple since, Hell in the Cells. Since WrestleMania 2. Bonnie and Hogan. And that was the, uh... That was the blue cage. That's the big blue cage, yep. So there was no steel cage match? Nope. So they've never had a mesh cage? Nope. That's the first and first ever? Yep. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. I love it. Wow. Um, we, uh, we talked about the Bad Bunny match, which was, uh, you know, one of the things that stole the show. Great stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm missing... There's definitely a mat match you're mi we're missing. I'm missing there, something. And why am I missing it? I don't know. Can some I'm very confused. Oh, Can I somebody know. explain to me... Why X Pac was inducted with the NWO? Because he was he was six Pac. <clears throat> yeah, he, he was the sixth member <clears throat> of the NWO. That's right, he was. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and and I think that's why I'm, I'm. It's confusing me because it's like, are right, you got the original three? He wasn't even the fourth. No, no, that was DiBiase, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I'm yeah. just very confused. He I'm was guessing, always in that inner circle of people, right? Because he's part of that that group, and then he, he was also. He was also a surprise in that he came from WWE, defected from WWE to WCW as an active wrestler. Like DiBiase was the benefactor or whatever they called him, you know. And yeah. I forgot who else who else was in there, but uh, uh, I think Virgin. it might have been the fake Sting or something too <laughs> at that point. But so I, I kind of see why they did it, but uh, I get your point too, like because I kind of I kind of was like, hmm, what six really? Okay, yeah, and, and and it's and it's like when I think about like his. WCW career like a, like it didn't help. They got fired, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying. I had to right. go back to WWE. Right, right. When he's inducted with DX, completely makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I, I just was like, I just didn't understand why this couldn't have been the three original yeah. NWO members. Yeah, it was because a little strange. When I, I feel like when you induct somebody like him, it's like now you got to start looking at all of these other guys too. Like <laughs> right. maybe they should be, you know, right. Buff Bagwell should be in there too. Right, like, right. Scott, Scott Norton. Scott Flash Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why not? Uh, uh, I know what the other match was. I do, too, because yeah. I just I just remembered it right before I read it. Tag team title match. That's right. The Raw tag team titles, where I was not sure that why this was so featured, but I'm actually really happy that it was, because I think it paid off very well. Um, Big, Big E came out to do his little introduction for the New Day. It was great. Uh, against AJ Styles. and Almost. <clears throat> almost. Now, they did this. I don't know, but I'll, I'll, I definitely want you guys to, to ring in on this. They did this right with almost. They built him and built him. They didn't have him do really anything at all until WrestleMania. And what he did was very believable. He always stepped over the top rope, which is what a seven-foot guy should always do. Because you can't teach that, but apparently you can. Um, so, uh, and almost, you know, I tell you what, the, the no-selling that he was doing, he never took one bump. He didn't have to. Um... And the fact that he just, with that uh, doctor bomb or whatever, just crazy. Um, and won, convincingly beat the WWE champion two years ago at WrestleMania. 
Uh, how did you guys feel about the match, and well, how did you guys feel about almost? I mean, Brock Lesnar already did that. You know, he already <laughs> just crushed him. Anyway, he did. as you can see, I'm still salty. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was good. First off, I did, when did this happen that they were actually getting a title match? I don't remember AJ Styles and almost. Get like getting this out. I, I, I must have missed this already. I think it was like just like two weeks ago, or maybe yeah. Three okay. weeks ago. And it was right. very it was recent, very happenstance. Just gotcha. uh, you know, not like they won a, a title opportunity. It's just like they had a promo and boom, there and it was. Boom there. And yeah. okay, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like you said, uh, great introduction to to almost. Mm. Yeah, o- almost. O- almost. Almost. Edward almost. almost. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he's the big monster guy, that, then that's what you should do with him, you know? Like, uh, just make him a big monster, and he right. was. because if you have AJ lose, then it defeats not only AJ's credibility, but bringing in almost. And if you have almost lose, then that just kills everything right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what's the point? But, you know, you beat 10-time tag team champions or however many times, and convincingly. Right, right. It's not like the New Day needed to be the tag team title. No. You know, holders and stuff. So they, they were the easy ones to... You know, send the lamb to slaughter, as it were. You know, yeah. So and no interference, no surprises, nothing. They just let it go, and I'm like, okay, that now, now let's, let's see where they go with this. He can relax a bit on like the the yelling. He was giving me like those early Strowman vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, he did. He was a little intense. His, yeah. His ring attire was awkward when he first came down. It's like he's still in his suit jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like, thought. Yeah, I, he's like, not dressed yeah. to wrestle. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm, he I'm is. thinking to myself like, man, Mike's gonna hate this. This guy's wrestling in a dress shirt. <laughs> 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 Like, but oh man, it's, it's I, a little weird. But I, I, you know what? He just the fact that he was stepping over the top rope and and he wasn't the first guy in the ring. I think I was I was taken back by the way he was telling the story. So yeah. he did a good job. I think the big thing now is to see what's next for him. Yeah, it's right. Where do they do, go from here? Do, does he become the big show or does he become Giant Gonzalez? Oh boy, you know which, which way does that go? So go either way, huh? El yeah, Dante. Exactly. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'd change my mind on him. Sorry, guys. Uh, he's not going into Hall of Fame yet. So. But anyway, great colleague deserves to be in. That's fine by me. Um, okay, so check this out. Here's uh, the last match on the night, and then we'll take it to a break and then come back. So Bianca Belair, winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble, um, against Sasha Banks, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. Main event at night one. Um, they gave both of them uh, you know, a hell of an entrance. Uh, I think they both worked very hard. I think they did a good job, and I, I there was no world where Bianca wasn't winning the title. Like <laughs> this was happening, um, and there was again no interference. There was no, you know, Becky Lynch put out some kind of you know thing on Twitter where you, the Twitter is, is that thing where you put up a post there, yeah. CM Funk. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah, and it was like it was spelled out eight words, and it spelled out night one with all the first letters. Which I don't know if she was there, she didn't show up, but. Anyway, um, Bianca won convincingly and got the rest of the fireworks that were in the can. Beautiful. <laughs> what, what did you guys think about this match? Let's start with CM Funk this time. Um, all right, so I think I've mentioned on the on podcast before that I don't care for Bianca Belair's character on the main roster. Yeah. At all. Like, I, I'm, just, I'm just not in touch with it. I don't... I completely feel you. Yeah, I, I just... I like it. I, yeah, I, I was happy with her as a heel, more of a heel or a tweener type yeah, of yeah. character. But the full-on baby face... I just, it's not that I don't buy it, because I'm sure she's a perfectly nice and sweet individual and all, but it just doesn't work for her character, you yeah. know, what her overall vibe is supposed to be. So, and then, for as for the match, that took me out of it, and then the fact that 
she was winning. There, like you said earlier, like there was no way in any world that she was not. winning. Yeah, there was no night. suspense, really. Right. So, but however, take all that out. The match itself, I thought, was really, really good, really well executed. Yep. I thought both of them brought their A games, and and that hair whip from uh, Bianca and Sasha, where it left welts on the mm. side, was absolutely nasty. Talk about Walter and his chops, which we will. But man, Bianca <laughs> with that hair slap, just unbelievable. What do you think, Big Ugly? Yeah. Um I agree completely. I think I think it's it's like two baby face. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's okay to be a baby face, but it's like you're you're going for that like I'm perfect, yeah. just all smiles, kissing babies, baby face. It's like <laughs> we're, we're way past that, man. Right. Like you don't. Need, she doesn't need that. Like no. she's got the experience down in NXT. She knows how to be an actual character. You know, uh, yeah. Right. Just uh, just go be the badass. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, cause you can still be a badass baby face. Yeah. You know, it still has some some sass to you and some spice. Anyway. I don't know how much time they had in between Royal Rumble and now. I mean, they obviously had time and they have plenty of platforms to do it on. But bringing Bianca up, I, I, they fast-tracked this, obviously. Because yeah. uh, so they just brought her up to the main roster yeah. at the Royal Rumble. So you yeah. can't really develop a heel character like she had. I mean... Uh, obviously, they're not looking for the, the perfect transition from NXT to WWE because it doesn't happen that way. But I think they can still take that more into a heel character now, which would actually push Sasha back to being a babyface if they want to switch this up a little bit. Because Sasha's still over with the fans. I think, I think Sasha's good as a heel, too. She is good. Both of them are But really Bianca, I think, I think would be better heel at this point. Now, in front of, now I don't know when the next time they're going to get a live audience was, but Bianca was definitely over with the fans. And Sasha was healing it up uh, a little I, bit. And I didn't think there needed to be a heel face in this. Just no. let them be the two best, you know, women's wrestlers or the two best wrestlers, you know, in the, or in the show. And let, let me them just go at it. Instead, they, they just like three, two years ago with the <clears throat> with, when they inserted Charlotte into the Becky Ronda thing. Yeah. They inserted Reginald into this Bianca uh, Sasha thing, and it's where did Reg- hold, on, hold, on, hold on, where did Reginald come from? NXT. I, I never even heard he, of him. He is the, he was a development talent in NXT that wasn't that didn't have anything that wasn't going anywhere. Was never on TV, but they brought him up to be a foil ultimately for Carmella. But that changed for yeah, whatever so reason. All of a sudden, he left Carmella and yeah. was with now Sasha. With Nia and Jax. Then, so they Ellsworthed him. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> We're gonna talk about you. You, you got verbs for everybody yeah. tonight. You know, we talking about Samoa Joe getting tazzed. Yeah, they tazzed. We got, <laughs> we got, uh, you know, Ellsworth. I'm gonna yeah. love it. It's fantastic. But all right, we're gonna take it to a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Nights 1 and 2. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame briefly. And then we'll also talk about a preview of Night 2 of WrestleMania. But uh, I will say one more thing about, and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. Before the match with Bianca and Sasha, uh, the fourth wall came down. Like, Bianca was literally crying. Yeah, yeah she was trying cool. to hold it together, but she, like, couldn't. Yeah, and Sasha was causing yeah. Sasha to, like, break character. Right, yeah. and Sasha yeah. was like, no, no. And she was Sasha was the stronger one, and she started to start jawjacking. Yeah. And then she started to give it back, and hopefully Bianca gave it back to her. Now, that was cool. There was a little ovation from the crowd when you saw, because you saw the close-up on the faces. Yeah. And then and then when the bell rang, there was an ovation, which is always nice to hear. Oh, that was another pop of the night. When the bell rang for the first match, um, there was an actual match happening in front of actual people. Just when the bell rang, this is awesome. Clack, clack, clack. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, night one, WrestleMania. Night two coming up, then we'll be back shortly, and we'll have some tangents, and we'll uh, talk about some other stuff. Episode 93 
of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling. I didn't even get into propping the show with SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I didn't do all that earlier because I was I was working, you guys. I was ready to do the big reveal. Sorry, man. The big they, Chris they, Jericho. They know thing. where to find us. Right. They do. <laughs> and there are they, there are. If hundred, they ain't listening, then well, they will be. But we've got a lot of new followers and listeners, all, obviously all over the world. We appreciate you all and thank you for sticking with us. So go get a drink, go get a broken skull IPA if you can find it, and we'll be right back with more of the dirty. Ugly Wrestling Podcast, episode 93. Yeah. We are back on the Dirty Ugly, thank you, Wrestling Podcast, segment two. This is too big for one segment. This is great. Uh, My name, once again, is the Dirty Mike, and I am with... The Big Ugly. And I'm also with... CM Funk. And we are here watching the kickoff to night two of WrestleMania 37. And uh, we are going to give you a little bit more. We're watching it on Peacock because that's the only place in the United States to stream it live. Uh, unless you want to pay $69.95 for the pay-per-view, which some people still will do. I don't know why, but why not? Um, <clears throat> anyway, I'll talk about Night 2 in a minute. Big Ugly, you were just talking about Peacock. You were giving them a little praise. No lag, no freezing. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like every time I've watched like WWE pay-per-views on the network, I would get a lot of freezing. Uh, I would, it would have to buffer to like SD before it goes back to HD, stuff like that. You know, sometimes I have to turn the PlayStation off, turn it back on. You know, all of this <laughs> stuff. But I feel like Peacock, none of that, none of that. It was good, no issues, no lag, nothing. I'm very, I'm very pleased that the WWE content is on Peacock. You get it for the same price, and you're just getting so much more as well. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's easier to navigate the network or in Peacock than it was or in the old Absolutely, network. yeah. Like, yeah, the like, user interface is better. Yeah, yeah, it's so much nicer. Yeah. It's just true, and uh, I'm, we're watching it now. I think I've only had a little bit of issue. We'll talk about Stand and Deliver. There was a couple of things with... <clears throat> sometimes you might have to reboot your internet connection. If you, Sometimes the sound might go out a little bit, or sometimes it might... Just little things, but if you reboot your internet connection, it takes 30 seconds. Um, it's all good, so... Anyway, I'm going to scroll up here. We're going to talk about a few other things WrestleMania week related. Uh, We'll talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony very quickly. Uh, There were two classes that went in this year. I'm glad they both got their due in front of the Thunderdome, which was weird because they didn't even let the people that were, you know, tested and safe, uh, you know, their own performers. They were all backstage on this red carpet all dressed up. Why don't they let them... so weird. Out in the arena, at least, (laughs) and have somebody sitting there. Can you imagine that that memo at work? uh, Hey, we need you all to get dressed up. You're not probably going to be on camera at all, and you're you're, going to be backstage doing pre-tapes, but... uh, like that was the weirdest thing. Yeah, so. uh, that strangest Hall of Fame ever. Um, glad they all got their due, but obviously, you know, it was edited. It was cut down uh, for two hours um, each night, so it was about a four-hour. Yeah, because I ended up texting. It was like this was a very <clears throat> short. Like, yeah, Hall shortest of Fame ever. ever. Yeah, um, yeah, which I, I was, I was, I was pleased with. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they all got like ten minutes, but then they only showed like five minutes or edited. Yeah, they edited a little something. bit out. Because um, I saw where Molly Holly like aired her entire thing like on her one of her really okay. Yeah, or they all and, and that that happens too because when they cut down a Hall of Fame and they put it on the network or something, you don't see. Sometimes you don't see the whole thing, or if you put it on DVD, they only give you the greatest hits, something like that. But they all got it. Um, let's see. JBL, awesome, definitely decided it great to, and I'm glad he finished off calling himself a wrestling god. 
yeah. put himself over in his promo. <laughs> uh, the British Bulldog, you, you and I, CM Funk, marked out for this yeah, because yeah. they did bring the Bulldog out. They brought the dog yeah, out. Yeah. And we were like, Matilda lives. We were both <laughs> like, Matilda's got to be like 50 freaking, years old. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and in doggy years, that's like 400 years old. So, but then you saw the, the name uh, on the thing. I think it was. Muffy or Buffy or something like that? Something different. Yeah, it was a, a different did, dog. Didn't the son wrestle for WWE for yeah, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still he, might. Yeah. He, no, he's with, uh, well, he, what last was with MLW. Okay. And he had been in New Japan for a number of years, too. David uh, Hartsmith, I guess. Yeah, name? I forgot what he was, I think he was going by Davey Boyd Jr. or something. Gotcha. David Boyd Smith Jr. Okay. He definitely looks like him. Like, the older he gets, yeah, he's yeah. looking like the Bulldog. Yeah. Right? British Bulldog. Um, <clears throat> but it was great. Actually, they said the Bulldog that was out there was from Matilda's bloodline. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger, they did a, uh, a Zoom call for him because obviously he's over in the over in the Japan, and um, you know he great to see him go in as one of the innovators of that lucha style. So good, good for him. Uh, William Shatner, yeah, he had a lot more involvement with the WWE than I remember because <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, it was all back in the nineties, way before you know. And this is kind of like when we were getting into it, but he had a lot of involvement with Jerry Lawler and hosting Raw and all kinds of stuff. So. Good to William Shatner went in. Uh, Warrior Award, Titus O'Neil. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> 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 even did the million of dollar dance with yeah. Jerry King Lawler. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, and he's a Tampa guy, so it's good for him. And of course, we talked about this a little bit earlier the New World Order. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and of course, now two time WWE Hall of Famer, Sean Waltman. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is like. Why can they give it to somebody that hasn't been like Virgil could have like been that guy, you know? And they Virgil would have like, marked out on that forever for the rest of his life. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> absolutely would have been. But uh, I will say this: Did you mention Molly Holly? I know we talked about her. Yeah, we, we did talk about it, and she's in the class of twenty twenty one. The Bella twins. Oh, was she twenty twenty one? Yeah, the Bellas were in twenty. The Bellas were twenty twenty. Okay, two yeah. women went in at the same time instead of just one. Um, That's true magic. What twin magic, absolutely. And Nikki Bella thanked John. Oh, uh, yeah. who's John? Oh, do we remember? Yes, of course, it was John Cena that she thanked. Yeah. And I thought that was classy. It was. John Cena was. had a big part in her professional and personal life. Yeah, I mean, they've never, the two of them have never said a bad word about each other. Never. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah. Never blasted so, each other on no. that internet thing, CM Funk? Yeah. Well, I know what the internet <clears> is. So okay. Not a proponent. I understand. Yeah. It's not, it's the social media part of it. I mean, ah, yeah, yeah. But that's right, yeah. true. So then the Bellas went in, New, New World War went in. All the speeches were very cool. No no big surprises. No presenters, just a host, which was Jerry King Lawler. And on the second night, it was Caleb Braxton and Corey Graves. Um, so this it went right, moved right along. Yep. The whole Hall of Fame, which was nice. Uh, 2021 class, uh, Rich Herring, which was, I, I, I have heard of that guy before, but I didn't realize how integral he was backstage and all that. A, law, a, a lawyer or a judge for a long time, and then now he's working for WWE for like 50 years. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Well, you know, we saw the Oz man at SmackDown. Yeah, man, we saw him SmackDown. In the chicken box, yeah, baby. In the chicken box a few years ago, yeah. He, uh, he performed live, and that was really cool. And uh, he's done a couple other things with WWE. But Rob Van Dam, of course, they had to play this high. Uh, they played a lot of drug references. <laughs> with him, they've been, they, they've been doing it with Riddle too, and all like crazy. Stuff. Matt Riddle is the new, or Riddle is the new Robin. Exactly, yeah. he really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was cool to see him go in. Great Kali, and they did the Zoom call with him overseas. Nice, nice for Great Kali, and uh, um, I think I, I just because I think 
on one of our segments, Hall of Fame segments, I think I just asked about a great colleague. Yeah. You guys put him in. Yep. So. And he went in. in. Yeah. Well, that, there you go. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> we, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, now, you see the crowd shot right there. It's even with the light. Now, you see the, all the you can see all the cardboard cutouts that are on. And they were all interesting because it's the same cardboard cutouts that they use for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so, that's what it is. WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, Eric Bischoff definitely needs to go in. Love that he came out and was very professional about it. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm actually interested to see what kind of uh, reaction or pop he gets tonight when they introduce him in front of I hope he crowd. gets pop, like uh, big pop. Yeah, I, I, I would love to hear that. And uh, uh, Molly Holly, it's great that she went in, one of the pioneers of uh, women's wrestling in, in this modern age and day era. And, of course, Kane, uh, the big red machine, came out and you know did his thing, made his speech, and had his mask there with him. And just to see the human side of Kane, but also not denying all of the demonic sick and comedic things that he did yeah yeah he covered it all um, and batista did not go in because he had a conflict um <laughs> he's, he's no selling the hall of fame now. <laughs> no selling the hall of fame and uh that's that's what happens when uh you know now maybe he'll go in next year or maybe wwe will be like oh you blew us off what the hell God damn it. as long as they're not filming guardians of the galaxy 3 he'll be he should be available next year right that, that could be the case uh stand and deliver we're gonna get to that too um so, Hall of Fame, you know, obviously we talked about it. Thunderdome, a little different is what it was. Any uh, takeaways, good, bad, or indifferent about the Hall of Fame? We'll start with you, Big Ugly. I enjoyed this Hall of Fame. Okay. I, have to say, I, I I felt like it showed me that you don't need um, presenters. Mm-hmm. Um, all you need is a host. And um, I like the cut down mm-hmm. time frame, you know. Um, I enjoy Imagine it. if that happens. <laughs> Most of the time, year. I feel like I don't enjoy Hall of Fames. But I I enjoyed this one. Good, very good. How about you? Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I wish they would have allowed the at least the WWE employees, performers, whoever they are, like kind of be the audience for the yeah for for it. I mean, I completely agree. With you that. know, I mean, you yeah. could still kept them separate and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, because um, it, it the piped in stuff, the piped in chants, and the and the the fake. The people laughing when there was a joke being told. Like, come on, like, one more match, all this other yeah, yeah like. I couldn't deal with that part of it, but uh, other than that, yeah, I enjoyed the cut down of the time and and everything too. So and it was, and I'm, I'm glad they got a chance to do it. I'm glad I got a chance to, especially the guys from last year who got gypped out of it, uh, and the people from this year. I'm glad they separated them out and and did it. You know, they they did the best they could with what they had. Is what they did. I did think that was weird too <clears throat> that they they aired the 2020 class and the 2021 class as though it was two different programs. Yeah. Even though they were just on consecutively. You know, yeah, like, right. Yeah. They just changed you know, the graphic was, on screen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that was a little strange too, but... I guess they wanted to just separate it out to give them their specific like a, a, integrity of the 20 well, yeah. to 21, I guess. And, and when you look it up now on Peacock, you can just look at one... Yeah. ...as to the other. Um, so Hall of Fame, uh, always a part of WrestleMania week. And then uh, what was uh, WrestleMania week, NXT TakeOver got gypped last year. Did not happen at all. So they had two nights of TakeOver this week from the Capital Wrestling Center, CWC. Or WCW, as it were. <laughs> what a great uh, thing. Okay, so uh, I'll just go through it, and then we'll talk about it. Now, did you see Stand and Deliver any of it, Big Ugly? Yes. Okay, good. Right. And how about you? You, you, I know you did. did. I stood and delivered for both. Uh, yeah. I w- well, you you had a lot of delivering jokes. You know, we talked yeah, about yeah. labor. Yeah. With yeah. the babies and stuff like that. And yeah. Maybe you want to deliver the baby, then stand up and stretch. Yeah, a couple days removed. I don't really remember the jokes as well, so I probably was drinking. 
So oh. <laughs> I was as well. I was drinking something. One of them was National Beer Day, I think it was this past week, so I had to drink a little something. Uh, Zoe Stark defeated Tony Storm. That was a kickoff show. Uh, Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight, defeated Koshida. Uh, a very decent match. Actually, a great way to kick off the main show. Um, the six-pack challenge, or whatever it was, the, uh, the elimination match to see who was the number one contender for the North American title. Bronson Reed won, which I'm all right with that. Defeated Swerve, Scott, Isaiah, uh, Cameron Grimes, which I'm loving his character every day. Can't wait for the Million Dollar Man to actually come back and be a part of his storyline. <laughs> L.A. Knight, who came up with all this fanfare and has lost twice <laughs> in a week. Uh, sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just sucks. I need more from him. I love him. Dexter Loomis, which I still uh, am a big fan of, and Leon Ruff, which was a, a gimmick at first against Leo Rush. As Rush went out, Leon Ruff came in. But now Leon Ruff has presented himself, and I love it. He's doing great stuff. Former North American champion. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, the Gauntlet el Eliminator. Good stuff. Uh, very well paced out and timed. I think it was great. Um, we'll, we'll skip the next match because that match was the match of the night. Um, we'll talk about the, uh, the tag team match, which was a triple threat for the vacant titles because of, um, who was it? Uh, Danny Burch got hurt. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, they had to take it off him because they couldn't present a takeover. MSK, who won the uh, Dusty Cup for the 2021 men's uh, version, actually won the titles against the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, Legato Del Fantasma. I think all six of those guys, everything they did is gold in that match. I loved it. It was uh, good, but I'm a Grizzled Young Veterans guy, so uh, I know you I was wanted a little, little the, disappointed. But. You wanted the other way to win. Uh, MSK, MSK on a heater, but I think we still got some matches after this for all six of those guys. Love them. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez ended the night winning, <clears throat> beating the undefeated Io Shirai. This is what I want to ask Big Ugly about. Um, we, t we talk about women's wrestling. We talk about uh, a couple of the people that you've been fans of, Asuka and things like that in the past. But what do you think of Raquel Gonzalez, the big woman, the big muscular strong woman coming back after an injury and winning the, the NXT women's title against undefeated Io Shirai? Uh... You okay with it? Sure. <laughs> so I may have oversold just how much of this I saw. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, so uh, but to answer the question about yeah. her coming back, um, <clears throat> I'm not really. I, 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 I haven't really been paying enough attention to NXT, so I'm not as familiar mm. with Raquel, whatever her name is. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't, I don't have, I can't make an informed opinion about if she should have been the one to knock off Io Shirai. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I will default to you, gentlemen. <laughs> Did you see the bump? Did you see Io Shirai jump off the set? Did you hear about that? So she, there, she jumped off the skull. That they yeah, had there was a big oh, skull in the yeah. entranceway about twenty yeah. feet high, and Io Shirai climbed up and did the big splash off the skull. Gotcha. Um, so not bad. But so, uh, what my, do you think, CM Punk? So all right. So, I think Ra Raquel Gonzalez was the right person to defeat Io Shirai because Io, had she beat Raquel, there was no one else left, <laughs> essentially. But Raquel has put in the work, and she's been really, really good and really strong. My only, my only issue with that whole match was that Io Shirai carried the entire match, Amen. completely dominated Raquel Amen. Gonzalez, and then Ra Raquel Gonzalez won with like two moves at the very end, and that was it. And all. Not to say the match wasn't good and it played to EO really fighting to win, you know, against the bigger, badder person, but anyway, that was just 
that's my take on it. So, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is this is true because, but Raquel, it's like Raquel, Raquel took all the punishment that I guess Io Shirai has been dealing out for all you know this time with the title reign, but she took it all in one match. I mean, it was it was definitely lopsided. Yeah, I mean, but it was. Uh, it was an interesting way to end the show uh, with new champion, new blood. Um, but in the middle of the show, here's something. If you and if you haven't seen this in its entirety yet, Big Ugly, you need to watch this. Okay. Walter defending the NXT UK Championship on US soil against Tommaso Ciampa. Now, knowing the history of these guys as far as individuals is concerned, without the story that they're in, uh, they are both stiff. They are both strong. And they are both intense. Um, so going into this match, you know there it was going to be a war, and you didn't know what to expect, but there was high expectations. Yeah, these guys went 17 minutes, and it was. I know you said CM Funk. You know you'll say that the, the match ended a little bit abruptly. I see where you're coming from on that, but these 17 minutes were not like, um, you know, you know. Fast start, rest hold, no, uh, build up. I mean, it was 17 straight minutes of stiff, nonstop action. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean everything from the fact where um, Walter was trying to use the big right-handed chop to basically—it's a gunshot chop. Basically, you can hear it, and it'll, 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 it'll kill you. It'll take you down. And he tried to do it in the overhand fashion, and he ended up chopping the announce table in half, which was. Awesome. <laughs> Never been done before. Wade Barrett over. By the way, the commentary team on NXT. I love all three of them. Yeah, Wade Barrett, uh, Beth Phoenix, and was it Todd Phillips? Tom Phillips? Uh, no, I'm no, sorry. No. Um, uh, damn it! I can't think of his name. We'll have to come back to Tom Phillips. I heard something interesting. I okay. But anyway, Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix. Fantastic. But anyway, 17 minutes of back and forth. Both of them just bruised the shit out of each other. Um, Walter was selling the arm and the hand the whole time. Maybe it maybe it hurt for real, but if it didn't, he was selling the hell out of it. But then it came back to where it must have hardened up enough to where he actually got the chop in, and he still sold it that he got it in. And then uh, it was the chop that put him down, the right-handed chop. That's where the the ending came. Yeah, he finally just said enough and mustered up the to get past it to get one chop in hell out of Tommaso Ciampa yeah but I mean this is after he powerbombed them several times and suplexed them and off the top ropes big splash all this stuff um I'm gonna start with with UCM Funk I mean you watched this right along with me uh we both loved this match like this is this is our kind of a match yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was exactly what I expected to, out of these two guys, and it didn't disappoint, you know, in that in that manner. Um, you mentioned earlier, I, th- I thought the ending was a little, it seemed quick, like yeah. it, you know, and I, and I realized because night one of NXT was not only was it on Peacock, it was also on USA, so right. they had time constraints. They and did. All. Um, so like that was the only kind of down part of it for me, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, it it was exactly what it should have been by, between those two guys. Yeah, and then Walter actually got on a plane and went home. Um, and no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, he was he's just going back to the UK for now because he's a UK champion he, and NXT UK is his brand. He was on NXT UK the very next day at three o'clock. You know how like he flew so is there. is like Imperium over? No, no, they're, they're still, still there, and still a group. Yeah, but and, just not with Walter. Yeah, well, no, they are. They, they, are. they, they, they um, came out and <coughs> saluted him after he won the match. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they've been doing the tag team thing. Um, the one guy who was with uh, Eric Young and Killian Dane when they were all part of NXT, and then uh, when he got 
he ended up becoming part of Imperium. That guy, I can't remember his name is offhand now. He hasn't been around for a while, but the other two guys, they've been wrestling as a tag team right. or an NXT and all. Yeah. Um, but Walter, I guess, was having trouble getting over here because of the pandemic stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until like a month or two ago that he finally was able to. So so they kind of, because of that, they hadn't been together yeah. for a while. So. Yeah. But they did put them back together, and uh, you know, at least for this point in time, for the WrestleMania build-up, and they did a good job. Uh, I think that was just a match of the night. Um, I, I was actually impressed with that whole night overall, but that was a match of the night, yeah, for sure. Uh, Vic Joseph, by the way, is the other Thank you. announcer. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Was one of those. It was going to bother me all night. Sorry, Vic Joseph, VSE. Night two um, had high expectations of stand and deliver, and it did. It did deliver uh, in different ways. I think for a, a couple of us, and uh, I'm big, big ugly. You should go back and watch some of this. Um, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick in a kickoff show beat Breezango. Great match. Great way to start the yeah, show. Loved fun. it. It was good. Um, great story. Okay. Santos, Ex- Ex- Santos Escobar. Easy for you to say. Exactly. Uh, defeated Jordan Devlin in a um, Shawn Michaels-inspired ladder match where you put the fake belt and the real belt up on top of the ring. You have a ladder match, and whoever grabs them, it's a unified cruiserweight championship. Because uh, Jordan Devlin... Um, I guess he got he had to go. He was back. he was stuck in the UK. Stuck in the, the UK. Pandemic, so right, so they had the cruiserweight championship over here where Santos Escobar won the tournament. So as ladder matches go, it wasn't terrible, but I think we've seen enough ladder matches to the point where the only ones that really you know make a high impact and make sense are the like the money in the banks. Or the ones yeah. with more than two competitors. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to impress with one on one. Exactly. Well, yeah. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, twenty seven years ago, when you've never seen this on television before, that's one on one impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's it's real. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. You know because you can't you can't build up any intensity for false finishes. You can't. Uh, there's no disqualification. I mean that's great, but. And, and not having a real crowd, too. Like, yeah. And they had a little bit bigger crowd for the stand and deliver. Yeah. They added some stands or whatever, but uh, it still wasn't quite the same. I, I'm not taking anything away from them. It was a very decent match. A lot of nice high spots and, and good shit. Uh, pardon my language. Um, but uh, it was nice to see Santos Escobar win because he's been the one that's been defending the title, you know, working the title while Jordan's been out. So Jordan's back. I think he can get himself back into it, but I'm glad Santos Escobar won. As I said, Legato Del Fantasmo, anything that they got is gold. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart uh, defeated The Way, uh, the tag team match for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. It was what it was. It, you know, nothing nothing big special, but it was what it was. I just uh, I did read a, a little side note. Uh, Shotzi's dad just died. Oh, apparently. no. Yeah, he should just found out today. So. That's a damn shame. Yeah. Well, prayers to the Blackheart family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, defeated Bronson Reed because Bronson Reed won that match on night one. And then uh, they they had a pretty good match for the North American Championship. I want to say it was a big man against a literal man. Told a good story. Um, And I think Johnny won. I think that was right. I think so, too. Bronson Reed is good for his position. Maybe tag title. Maybe... uh, North American eventually, but uh, I think uh, I think this is good right now. Johnny Gargano is Johnny Takeover. Okay, um, here's two matches that had a lot of build up. Karrion Cross with Scarlett against Finn Balor, who is the NXT champion, and this was for the title. Um, no demon. Actually, he addressed it because Karrion Cross is a very demonic type character. 
But they both kind of came out of it when they had their sit-down interviews with Samoa Joe, by the way. That was on the kickoff show. That was good stuff. The sit-down one-on-ones with Samoa Joe. Um, there was no demon. But that's okay, because you wanted the prince. I think he wanted to, to yeah. go I mean, out I think he, I think he's done with the demon, right? It seems like the prince is his character now, yeah. right? Like, there is yeah. no more... I mean, he may unpack it one day for a, a special occasion, possibly, but I, I don't think it's... It's something that was more over than the work he was doing in the ring. That's what was the problem. And then we waited five hours at WrestleMania to see that 14th match or whatever, which was Finn Balor as the Demon against... I can't even remember, because it was midnight. <laughs> um, but the, it, it's like, oh, wow, the Demon, yay. Like, it was cool to see at WrestleMania. Well, it was him and Samoa Joe, right? Well, Joe was Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio right? squash yeah. match. Yeah. So um, who did Finn? Did, did he even come out as the demon? He did. He did. And the whole, got the whole demon entrance. And CM Punk well, is I'll, going I'll to take, I'll take care of check that yeah. internet and figure out. And no offense well, to the I guy. Think that, I think that, and like you said, the demon was over more than a wrestling. But I think the biggest problem was that the demon itself was all an entrance. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. where it stopped. There was no character. It's like Bray Wyatt has the fiend and the fiend is a character yeah. he has a character I think and I think we talked about this many times before yeah. in the past if, if Finn just gave the demon a character I think he's golden sorry it took me a little while because there were 29,000 matches on that card yeah. but uh, it's kind of funny to look back and see who the demon Finn Balor defeated that night it was one Bobby Lashley wow <laughs> The uh, almighty oh. WWE for the, uh, inter- Intercontinental title. That's right. Oh, yeah. Holy I think that's crap. when Leo Rush was still Yes, he was. He, he sure was. was. Holy crap. I know. Oh, forget that. My, how time flies. But anyway. They had a decent match, but uh, here's the, the bottom line. Karrion Cross got back the NXT Championship. Um, he won it a while ago and was injured during the match, so he had to give up the title right away, which is something Finn Balor is very familiar with as well. Um, so and Karrion Cross won cleanly, and I think that's a good move. I think uh, it's time for Cross to have the title and Finn to do some other things. Yeah, I wish it was a squash match though. On oh, yeah, Car- no, it was back Car- and forth. Karrion Karrion Cross has lost all the aura for me now. Like, he, but he, I mean, he's never done really squashes though, like in the big matches. Because no, not when, the big matches. Yeah, even when he fought uh, Keith Lee and all. Keith Lee, right? Yeah. No one squash. Yeah. I know, and I thought he's that doing... should have been a squash too. Oh, okay, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like his character. Until he gets to that big match, is always in that big, imposing, you know, monster squash type of a guy. Like yeah. you know, and then like, he becomes just a regular and then, worker. Then when he's in a big time match, it's a twenty minute, you know, wrestling match. And it's yeah, like, eh, kind of. It's kind of like when the fiend is in a match and it goes more than like five minutes. It's like, why? What is the point of this? You're, you're, right, you're taken away from the character. <laughs> but I don't feel like. I think that it would be hard to do it with someone like a Karrion Cross because I I feel like he doesn't even have the physical size to be He's that, not kind more, of, that kind of imposing figure to just be squashing main event guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, 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 I see that. I just, I don't know. I, like, I feel like they, they build him as this monster. And then when sure. he gets into the matches, it's eh, not quite as much, you know? Like It's not like it's terrible, cool, but, but it's like it doesn't fit. It doesn't match up. Yeah, I mean, that's it. To me, it doesn't fit his, 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 his character. But maybe now that he's got the title, maybe he'll turn up the intensity a little bit on the in-ring work. Yeah. And uh, Because he's definitely got the persona. I mean, that's that's hands down. And him and Scarlett together, I mean, that's that's just a beautiful thing. Um, so, yeah, Karrion Cross is the champion. Now, the main event, the unsanctioned match. Um, 40 minutes bell to bell and of course uh, a little bit of beginning and aftermath Kyle O'Reilly 
and Adam Cole, baby. And Kyle O'Reilly won. Now, there was a... And, and this is something you should go back and judge for yourself, too, Big Ugly. It was a long match. There was a big story building up to it. Um, I'm going to start with CM Funk. I'm going to defer to this one because I think we both had initial different reactions to the match. We did. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, Big Ugly, if you want to kick on that light, one of those lights right there. There you go. Ooh. Because the sunlight has uh, is going away. So, but go ahead, uh, CM yeah, Funk. Yeah, so um, I loved the build for Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Like, it felt real. It felt, you know, all these were lifelong friends back to the indie days, you know, and they've had now... You know, Adam Cole's being Adam Cole like he should be. And then the match happened. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I didn't buy any of it. Like, it just felt like another non sanctioned, hardcore, whatever, no disqualification, whatever kind of match you want to call it and everything. And it just didn't do anything. To me, it never told a story. There were, there were some good spots in it, but I just I didn't buy it. I, I, I think I said this to, uh, to Mike in a text. I said... Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend had a better non-sanctioned match a month ago on <laughs> Dynamite, so yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, shout out to Dr. Britt Baker. That's right. DMD. Yeah. But anyway, that was my, my take on it. Yeah. And I don't know if you went back and watched it again. I did. Okay. Did you <laughs> feel the same way a second yep, time? Sure did. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's because I've worked with both of them loosely in the indie scene, because I, I I, maybe I know them personally. Maybe that's why I was a little more invested. But I got to say that the match itself, it was 40 minutes long. I mean, that doesn't ever happen. They, they went over on that. Now, this was only on Peacock, so they didn't have the USA time constraint. And there was a lot of inventive use of a chain. Um, and that was, it was pretty cool. They, they, they crashed through the stage a couple times. Like, it was spots, like you were talking about, spots. But the story of the match, more so, would have been... Better delivered on a television if there were real... Less than, like, there's, you know, a couple, 20, 30 people. That needs to be in front of a live audience. Yeah. Yeah, you need, the, my opinion. You need the oohs and the ahs from people that are, like, invested in it. Yeah, there. and that you need that build-up. I mean, like I said, the commentary team did a great job, but you need that... It's not like an unsanctioned match, which is a pre-tape like Johnny Gargano did with Tommaso Ciampa, where it was all backstage stuff. And that was pretty decent for what it was, but there was nobody around there. Right. Um, so... Anyway, they 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 did they fought hard. They did they both did a good job. Where it goes from here, I have no idea. But that was uh, stand and deliver. I think it stood. It delivered um, both nights. <laughs> they did a good job, um, and uh, we'll see where NXT goes from here. I'm gonna throw in a few other things, and then we'll pre. You think Adam Cole comes up now? Hmm. You I know he could be a surprise. I don't. I think NXT is now firmly entrenched as its own brand. I hope so. That Adam Cole's the face I, of, I hope of that's NXT. The case. I hope that's the Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's just my opinion on it. I feel like he is an NXT guy. You know, yeah. Like, like, he bleeds it. So I hope that's the case because, yeah, they need a couple franchise people that don't necessarily need to come up. Yeah. <clears throat> as long as he's getting the, the, the paycheck he needs. Because they've, they've figured out a good way, I think, to get – the male competitors fresh, fresh blood in there every once in a while. Like it seems like they always bring up, kind of. Uh, I mean, they bring up the champions quite a bit. I mean, your Alistair Black, your Keith Lee's that kind of thing. But it also feels like they Alistair Black. Who's that? Yeah, well, right. Sorry, I, mean, I don't know. It just feels like they cycle them better than they do with the women's side of things. Like the women's side of the NXT is like they get rid of their champion, and then it's like, oh boy, now we got to like start developing these people again and all. Mm -hmm. 
Meanwhile, NXT's already got that on the male side, and I, I, I don't know, and I, I feel like there are certain guys that just need to be there and continue to be the face of the, that brand and all. So him, Gargano, yeah. Ciampa, you know, those types and all. But True. Yeah. I think that I, I feel like Adam Cole is going to be too big of a personality for the main roster to pass up on. Like, I agree that I think he's fit, but I think that they're going to be looking at him as like, this guy can wrestle, this guy can talk, he can be a main event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just could see it happening. It's um, possible. I guess I, it guess it depends on how much uh, uh, sway uh, Triple H and uh, HBK have down there. And, yeah, and all to keep keep some of the guys. That yeah, they, yeah. True that. I think he would thrive. You know, down there. Um, yeah, I just wonder, like, if you bring him up to the main roster, then like, where does he slot in? You know, like what what makes sense for him on the main roster if you bring him up. Especially since I he's think been, you put him infused with. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say he's been in these deep universal, I mean, undisputed era storylines that to just thrust him into something up top that has nothing to do with any of that is very odd. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just gonna say I think that if you bring him up to the main roster, I think you put him infused with probably other former NXT guys like a Kevin Owens okay. or a Sami Zayn. You could always do a Keith Lee again. You know. Um, yeah. Like those kind of guys, like not at the top, but like that upper mid court, you know. Yeah. Um, Fair yeah. enough. I, I mean, if there is a guy, not to keep uh, staying on this Sorry. point, but um, I guess if there is a guy in NXT to bring up, it is Adam Cole. Because as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking, all right, who does he remind me of? That's on the main roster and all, and he like he reminds me of an AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, now AJ didn't do the NXT thing first, you know, but he had enough of his independent life and New Japan life that. When he came in on the main roster, it was kind of like, all right, where's AJ going to fit in? Because he's not a WWE guy, you know, and all. And as we all know, AJ Styles is AJ Styles mm-hmm. and can fit in wherever he wants. Sure. And I could see Adam Cole maybe doing that. So yeah. I could see it right. from, you know, from an angle like that. It could happen. We'll have to watch the SmackDown and the Raw after WrestleMania, which is going to happen from the new Thunderdome in the Yingling Center. Shout out to Yingling. Um, and hey, it's, can I butt in real quick? Butt in. Because I just saw Apollo Crews. You did. Hey, great job on finally giving this man, uh, <laughs> like, a personality, okay? Uh, it took a while for him to get there, but, you know, it, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that he had something. And who knew he just needed to turn heel? <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah. get the accent back that uh, Kofi yeah. Kingston lost a right, couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm sure we'll get to it, but... What's a Nigerian drum fight? Can uh, somebody tell me that? Anyway. Oh, is that what's happening today? That's, That's what's happening. What the hell is that? I just want some jello off rice, man. If, if, if a Nigerian drum fight is not like in a pool underneath of a waterfall with a bunch of people standing on the right. cliff faces and stuff, Black I don't. Stuff. Right, I don't. Yeah. I don't want it then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> To me, uh, that's what it needs to be. It doesn't show anything on Wikipedia. It just uh, gives me a link to hardcore wrestling. So, I don't oh, know. Great. So, there's, there's going to be people out there with drums, and I, they're just like... I have and no they'll probably idea. be Nigerian, and there'll be a fight. Gotcha. That, that, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, but, it's pretty self-explanatory, I guess, yeah. when you really think about it. But <laughs> but it's good for Apollo Crews, though. He's been there working his ass off for so many years, and he deserves a spot on WrestleMania in a featured match. So. Yeah. Good and for him. He has a character. Yes. Finally. <laughs> I just He hasn't up until yeah. this point at all. Somebody better go through a drum. That's all I, I'm, I'm sure uh Heyman is pleased because I feel like he was one of the guys when Heyman was running raw during the pandemic that, you know, it was like him and uh uh, uh Andrade and stuff, you know, and Ricochet yeah. like giving chances to. So 
So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one match for uh, night two of WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. I'll go through the other ones. Let me do a couple of shout outs here for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Ed Stilk, S-T-Y-L-C, uh, championship belt collector and also a uh, very good personality in the world of pro wrestling. We're going to do some cross running. Ed, thank you. Uh, John Orlando on the PVD cast. That's P as in Peter, V as in Victor, D as in dog, PVD cast. Check it out. Uh, it's good stuff about pro wrestling and entertainment. Awesome stuff. Michael Spedden, of course, our Foul Players Radio. He's been on our podcast several times. Uh, thank you very much, Tim. Also, we got a shout-out to Satomi Hoffman and the High Heart Geek Podcast. We're going to do a little cross-promoting there sometime in the near future. And we also have to send this shout-out. I'm going to This is the come down, just a little bit of a segment here. Because very recently, I think it was just a day or two ago, DMX. Damn. Like, come on, man. What? Yeah. yeah. Just like, come on. Uh, now, that, that's just like one of the, that, that's almost as big as, uh, you know, just saying, uh, freaking, can't remember the Black Panther. What the hell is his name? Chadwick Thank you. I'm sorry. It kind of it kind of falls into that category of gone too soon, like uh, and best stuff is still yet to come. But that was a damn shame. I love DMX, but I don't know if the best was still. Coming. Yeah, yeah, that might be a little stretch for his career, but I uh, guess he wasn't, but, you know he's he was definitely a legend. He wasn't done. He, yeah. he was definitely a legend yeah. in the rap game, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's it. Sucks, you know, to hear something like that. It's just yeah. uh, very sad. Yeah. But um, you know, there were a lot of people playing his music over the weekend. I heard it a lot out at WrestleMania. You know, people with the boomboxes and the shirts and representing. So that was pretty cool. Um, so we will take this home. With uh, I, I don't know if you ha- if you have a Hall of Fame segment or a match segment or, or big ugly, but we would go over night two, and then if you have any of that, we could certainly do it. I don't. That's uh, all right. <laughs> you know, WrestleMania tends to to take up a lot of the conversation when it happens, but we will get that back. All right. So we have uh, Sonya Deville has been JBL'd. <laughs> and you have come up with verbiage for a lot of people. Yeah. People getting JBL'd and tazzed. That's great. I love so, it. Still love me some Sonya Deville. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure many do, especially the women, because uh, that's that's how she rolls. Um, anyway, moving on. So we talked about Big E defending the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. I guess we'll find out what that is. Um we're going to talk about Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley, which yes. is great. Rhea, Rhea gets what she didn't get last year, which is a spot in front of the live crowd for the WWE Women's Championship Raw style. Um, and uh, could see a Becky Lynch sighting here. This is where it should happen, but I don't know. We'll see. We're going to have a lot of comebacks and returns after this WrestleMania, I think. Um, the Fiend and Randy Orton for the second time ever at WrestleMania. And this, this, oh my, really? Really? Yeah. Don't care. I'm over it. Did they really, really disappoint oh, wow. you that much last okay. time? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not because of that. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm just over it. Like, Did they drug this out too long? I think they drug it out too long or okay. something. I, I still enjoy the Alexa Bliss and the Fiend characters, but yeah. I don't know. Just not feeling it. Okay. We're going to see how they deal with this. And well, hopefully this is, I, I will say this. I'm excited for it because I, I'm glad the Fiend has come back. I do hope that this is the last of Randy Orton and the Fiend. Like this, yeah. This ends it. Uh, okay. This, this, so, like, I, I mentioned the squash thing years. with Karrion Cross, and I kind of brought up, you know, how the Fiend, you know, shit. Like tonight, like shouldn't the Fiend just squash Randy Orton? Yes. Like, I mean, like maybe maybe Orton gets a little bit in, but I mean, the Fiend should be no selling everything yep. and essentially it being a squash match. Back to the I, character he I had agree. before he lost the title 
to Goldberg, I think it was, yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. 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 That's what I that's what I'd like to see. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want a I, fifth, I don't want a fifteen minute wrestling clinic. Like, you know, not that you would with even with Randy Orton in it, but <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm feeling. You we're yeah. going to see what happens, and maybe we'll all go to the bathroom during that match. I don't know. Um, let's see. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could steal the show. Good. Um, we have Logan Paul, who I don't know too much about, who's like uh, in Sami's corner. He's an enforcer, a referee. I don't know what's happening here with this. Um, why, why did they even need him? You had Bad Bunny. Like you're good, right? Man. Like yeah. you, it's, you it's, don't, it's night two. You need a second. Right. You need a second like, star, I guess. But I, it's like Logan Paul down here, like Bad Bunny. <laughs> you know, it's just like this was the wrong pick. But anyway, continue. <laughs> that well, regardless, that match could steal the show. Uh, Riddle defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. I'm glad they both have a match on WrestleMania card. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is going to be a come-down match or a sleeper. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the Women's Championships tag team with Reginald uh, against Natalia and Tamina. Do, so, do, do, does Reginald get involved and cost him the title? Hopefully. And, and like that begins the breakup so we can move on. Hopefully. So I don't have to watch Nia Jax every single week because I'm just not a fan. So anyway. She's, uh, you're, you're not a fan of Nia? Okay. No. I, like the, I, I initially liked the Nia-Shayna pair, pair up. Um, I think I liked it better when it kind of was at odds with each other. Yeah, Almost like when Cesaro and Sheamus first started the yeah, bar. Yeah. Like, that was good. Um, now they're just kind of cool, so it just makes it kind of stale. But yeah. And now we uh, go to the main event, which uh, <laughs> I was sent a very interesting uh, picture message the other day, <laughs> which is very true. Um, Mr. Triple Threat himself, uh, Daniel Bryan, being added into this uh, SmackDown <laughs> I'm sorry, Universal Championship, I should say. Um, Roman Reigns defending. Dang, y'all, they literally did this at the last WrestleMania that was in front of our crowd. They really... When they inserted in Charlotte. Yeah. And then they did it again. They inserted Charlotte into the women's main event, and they inserted Daniel Bryan into this one. I don't uh, mind this one as much. This one's it's, it's got so much potential. Roman Reigns defending against uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan. Here's why they did it. They needed at least one person to get cheered coming out in front of the live fans. Yeah, Roman probably would get booed just because people like to boo him. Or or they needed at least one person to get booed, maybe. Maybe I should be a little bit more uh, I don't know how this crowd's going to react. Edge would have gotten cheered. Like, Edge, I, I feel like, only is getting booed now because they changed his character because yeah. Daniel Bryan is so face. But could they have also seen the fact that <laughs> Roman's character is over? Uh, well, in media, he's he's over. It yeah. looks like his character is the uh, uh, is over. Like and all of a sudden, people are cheering Roman Reigns right. and Bill and Edge when it should have been the other way around. You put Daniel Bryan, and he's getting cheered. It don't matter. You could make well, the money. yes chance is pretty pretty right. simple for a live crowd to so do. So at least it give, guarantees you getting one true babyface in the match. I think at this point. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it it'll be interesting to see how the live crowd reacts to that. But uh, I don't know who's going to come out with that title. Uh, I don't think. I, honestly, to be perfectly honest, with Edge and Daniel Bryan, I don't know how far Edge is going to go with this return, and Daniel Bryan's on the last run of his career. So I wouldn't mind seeing Roman 
win, I, and, and I'm okay with that. I still, yeah, I think we talked about, I, I want Roman to win. I, I don't think this should be the night that he loses. Because how does he lose? I mean, the only way he loses this match is if Edge pin, and pins Brian or all the other way around. And that's probably another reason why there's three people in the match. Exactly. I also will say, I do like the Edge right now. Like, I, I like his character, like, you know. Now we talked about this on text a couple weeks ago, Big Ugly, <laughs> and where and when where the, the transition of you know Daniel Bryan's the only white meat baby face, yeah. but Edge is really healing it up. He, yeah, because so, I remember at first you were saying that like he was kind of tweening, tweening but he's not tweening now. Hell no, he cut this uh, Jack Nicholson shining promo yeah. on SmackDown the other night. Oh my god, he's yeah. not tweening anymore. Yeah. So we got two legitimate heels and a face. So and nobody's yeah, tweening and, anymore, and it almost feels like Edge is the. The real heel, like you know what I'm saying. Like right. Rome, Roman's just Roman. Just Roman's just Roman. Roman. Roman's Roman. Yeah, he's kind of subtle. Yeah. yeah. So we are about to uh, watch night two of WrestleMania 37, and uh, hopefully the, uh, the the monsoons and the hurricanes stay away, uh, and everybody's safe down there and enjoys themselves. I'm glad I can still work you guys. And uh, again, I get <laughs> no, no disrespect, but thank you so much for allowing me to give my take on the live. I, and that's one. Of, I, I wanted to be one of the people. How does this experience happen? And I wanted to be one of those 25,000 people. And I, I was lucky enough to be. And uh, Kristen got to see her first WrestleMania. She took a whole bunch of pictures. So it's great stuff. Um, I want to thank you guys for uh, not only coming over to enjoy WrestleMania, but to do this podcast. Number 93, Big Hungry. 93. We are on our way. If we do this once a month at, at yeah. the minimum. We'll, we'll get to 100 in about two years. No. <laughs> December, man. <laughs> December and, and the way we've been living in the past year and a half, I know we could probably get you know do it a different way, but we can uh, we can send out a Zoom invitation to everybody that's ever been on the show, and then we can just have a we can just have a Zoom meeting, that's and true. and have it on the podcast. Zoom podcast. Why not? I mean that's the wave of what's been happening. So you know, episode one hundred is going to be something special and different. We've never done that before. So I, I, I hope I hope we're streaming on Peacock uh, by one hundred. Shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. well yeah. it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. Uh, episode ninety three and uh, hopefully they Sam Roberts is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Big ugly, you have invented the verbiage. It, 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 it is happening. I love it. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. This is great. So um, we want to thank everybody on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all of the listeners and followers of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Please share us. Please like us, subscribe us, follow us, and just, just keep listening, man. Throw up the comments. We appreciate you. We enjoy you. Sam Funk, thank you for joining us for the 37th time. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's you you love it being here. I, I love being here. We I, feel I, the emotion. I feel like the third wheel. I really do. Well, so it's good. If, if we're talking about a tricycle then, then you're all right. Or a tripod. <laughs> So and then big ugly man from the start. This is our five year anniversary because the first time we did this yep. was when I came yeah, back from WrestleMania. WrestleMania is always our anniversary. Yeah. So this is a happy ninety uh, third, happy fifth yeah. anniversary ninety third show. Yeah. Oh man! Thank you for doing all that you do, and we're gonna keep uh, expanding worldwide and yes, uh, just keep doing what we're doing because we have a, we have a good time doing it. So let's pack it up. Let's watch WrestleMania. Um, we, t- we had a Hall of Fame segment, so we're not going to talk about poten- potential Hall of Famers because we yeah. talked about the actual ones. And I think we literally run through everyone at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, we've got to go into some other uh, our, our archives. But anyway, thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Enjoy WrestleMania, however, wherever. And we will be back uh, with it in, at least within a month. Go listen to other podcasts. And, oh, by the way, Broken Skull Session, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris... 
Jericho, which was broken a couple of days ago, and it actually came on Peacock this morning. I uh, thought it thought it was going to be after WrestleMania, but um. Anyway, we're gonna go get the door, and it is three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. We're out. <laughs>